you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Be a part of the best pro wrestling podcast today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Enjoy tons of bonus videos, including patron-only live shows, gameplay, and vintage 10 for the wins, access to podcast question threads, the Friendo Care Package, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson. And on today's Going In Raw News Brief, we find out who CM Punk has on his dream match list. PWI named their best in the world for 2020, and we preview tonight's SmackDown. But first, will Retribution be revealed at Payback? Larson, what's in the news? Oh, speaking of Payback, Retribution, uh, today, suspected... Retribution member Dominic Dijakovic, he at least has been involved in some of these segments in the past, sent out a tweet and then quickly deleted it, and it contained a series of numbers. They are 192114040125. Russell Zone pretty quickly figured out that if you take each pair of numbers and course a match up with a letter, it spells out a word, that word being Sunday, of course, payback Sunday. So, uh, you know, uh, retribution, payback, synonymous. Uh, it'd be shocking if Retribution did not make an uh, appearance at the, this pay-per-view that's basically named after them. So uh, are we actually going to finally learn who, who's under those ski masks this Sunday? Yes or no, Steve? What do you think? Yes, I do. Payback is such a B-level pay-per-view. It's essentially a Raw SmackDown super show. Um, so, I mean, it's literally one week after SummerSlam. It kind of feels like they didn't want to ruin SummerSlam potentially with some net because retribution is getting all sorts of negative attention. And so it feels like maybe they didn't want to risk because SummerSlam was a fun show. Yeah. They didn't want to risk ruining like positive buzz coming out of SummerSlam with what could be potentially a fart of a reveal. You know, Um, another thing too, that I thought is maybe they split up, Payback and SummerSlam across two weekends rather than having a super long SummerSlam because we'd heard, especially with no fans, they want to keep these pay-per-views at a reasonable length. So rather than doing a four, four and a half, maybe five-hour SummerSlam, they're like, all right, let's do three-hour SummerSlam, like a two and a half-hour show the following week. Hey, we have this faction that's not gaining a lot of traction right now. This uh, is payback. You know, that kind of means the same thing as retribution. Let's just do something there. I have a theory. I guess I could spill the beans on it now because like, okay. I teased it earlier. Uh, it. it might come to play, come into play uh, when we do our predictions. That'll be up tomorrow, uh, Saturday. Um, so I know it's not the main event. Main event is going to be for the universal title. But probably right before that is going to be about between Keith Lee and Randall Keith Orton. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering. If Retribution comes out, uh, spoils the end of that match because, you know, they want to keep Orton hot. They want to keep Lee strong. He just debuted. I'd be shocked if there's an actual finish. Yeah, me too. Uh, Dijakovic, uh, you know, he's leader of group. Yeah. Korth, he and Keith Lee have quite the history for themselves. 
Um, maybe they go, they follow the pattern what 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 NXT did in terms of getting Keith Lee over, having him in a series of matches against Dijakovic, so that each of them could show off how absolutely incredible they are on the ring and help get them both over. That would be smart. There's one major caveat to that. Yeah, I really on main roster creative play watches NXT. Right, that's exactly right. They they do have a long history, one that we appreciate being avid watchers of NXT. Yeah. However, um, I, I Vince would probably be down. Like Vince, Vince probably watches NXT. He probably knows what's going on there. He probably knows what Dijakova can do. I just think that like he would be like, well, it's obvious that Vince sort of considers main roster kind of a clean slate. Yes. They don't carry a ton of. They, they don't, and usually to the detriment of who's get, whoever's getting called up from NXT. Oh, for sure. Yeah, because you would think that, hey, you reference stuff on main roster when somebody comes from NXT. It's going to want people that will go watch NXT because there's continuity there. It is one of the most bizarre things that I've ever I know, seen. I know. And also, you got to establish characters in NXT. People are comfortable with those characters, with mm-hmm. their presentation, and they come to the main roster, and that's all changed. Yeah. Maybe we saw it with Bob Roode. Bob Roode is like perhaps the most. Uh, 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 you know, like turned from what he was in NXT. Oh, yeah. yeah. In NXT, he was like a strategic heel who was a mastermind of how to uh, take advantage of, of mistakes by his opponent. That was his character in NXT, at least in terms of the wrestling ring. You know, he had the whole thing about, I'm going to have CEOs and whatnot in the front row. That never came to fruition. But everything else about his character was very... Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like he, he knew he, deliberate. That's what I was looking for. Yeah. Everything about his character was very deliberate. Um, and he goes on the main roster, and his character is pretty much his theme song, and he yeah. smiles a lot, and that's it. There was nothing more to it. It was really weird. It was it was really weird. But that's that's I mean that's how it goes. Like Vince, you know, he sees oh man, look at this guy, glorious Bobby Roode. Just go out there and be glorious, and he's like what? And then they shove him out. Yeah, what <laughs> he's does that like. Mean? Just be just, glorious, Bob. Uh, they, right as he's like walking out there, smile a lot. Mm. Well, Bob Roode doesn't like to smile. It's kind of obvious. Anyways, um, so well, yeah. He doesn't like being forced to smile. I really like that idea. I think it's a great idea. I think it'd be a lot of fun. I thought you were going to go in the direction of Keith Lee would be the leader of, of Retribution because Dijak would be his his second guy, his his lieutenant. I think that could be kind of cool too. I mean, the names that are that are under the hoods in Retribution, assuming the last time we saw Retribution, those are the people. Mm-hmm. It looked like it was probably Mia Yim, maybe Caden Carter, uh, Dio Madden, uh, mm-hmm. uh, 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 Dijakovic, like you said. And then Shane Thorne. Maybe like Shane Thorne. Those are some really talented individuals, and if they give them a proper manifesto, a proper motivation, yeah. I think retribution can totally be saved. You need some really cool wow moments as opposed to some turd moments. And then that would potentially explain why Dijakovic didn't show up at the main event of uh, the last takeover uh, to advance the story between Cross and Keith Lee, because everything seemed to indicate, at least from my perspective, that something like that could happen, mm-hmm. and they barely like commentary referenced it. That was it. Did comment wait? Did commentary reference? Uh, Apparently takeover? they did. Apparently they did because oh, we were that. watching and, and, and streaming and stuff, so I didn't hear it. But when we were doing the recap, people in chat said that commentary did reference Dijakovic uh, oh. during the match. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, okay. I thought you meant. I'm sorry. I was in a different place. They uh, and then they always do this when somebody loses to leave NXT. They don't reference the fact that they just lost a takeover mm. when they show up on main roster, and they didn't reference that also. No, 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 no. no. Uh, when he got to uh, to Rob. Anyways, PWI put out their top 500, the PWI 500, appropriately titled, because it's 500 wrestlers uh, who all did best 
from June 30th of 2019 to July 1st of 2020. And topping that list, Larson, is your AEW world champion, John Moxley. Uh, does he deserve to be at the top of the list, yeah or nay? Well, I mean, based on... Here's the thing. PWI's list is like 75% kayfabe. Yeah, sure. Like the like win-loss record. I know listed is first on the list of criteria. I don't know if it's exactly the most weighted uh, bit of criteria in terms of the most important. But historically speaking, um, uh, a lot of times, uh, kayfabe wins and losses plays a, a significant role in these rankings. Yeah. Um, uh, if we're actually talking who had the best 365 days of, of, the, of the period you listed, if you're just looking at it objectively and don't take kayfabe into account, even though if you do, it doesn't hurt this individual's case, it's Adam Cole. Adam Cole sh- honestly should be at the top of the list. I think the reason why is further down their list of criteria, it says something like uh, success against highest grade of competition. So I would suspect the PWI considers AEW a higher level of competition than NXT. But, you know, NXT, while it's not really the case so much these days, you know, it's it's viewed upon a, a, in some circles, maybe even within WWE as a developmental promotion. Mm-hmm. Whereas AEW must, you know, be held on the same level as Raw or SmackDown. You know, there's one there's one pretty big caveat here too, as well, and I'm sure they probably mentioned this in their write up. But the G one was during this period mm-hmm. and John Moxley won a lot in New Japan. Yeah. Um I mean, if you go back to June when this list starts, June uh July thirteenth technically is the first match. So Fighter Fest was on the 29th of June. This started June 30th. From July 13th, um, 2019, uh, a win over Taichi, a win over Jeff Cobb. Uh, let's go back here. Yeah, Sorry. based on kayfabe, like Mox should, it, it's, it's totally understandable because I don't think he's he hasn't lost in AEW. He had uh, a great G1. Yeah, yeah. You know? So I get yeah. it. He had a he had a really terrific G1. Uh, what is this N.E.W. prison break? He defeated Pentagon Jr. Um, oh yeah, I remember that. Was that that was a? I didn't was watch. New, remember hearing about it. Was that that was the New Japan thing? No, no, no. That was uh, Northeast Wrestling. Ah, yeah, I remember that. Okay, I remember that. Um, but yeah, going yeah on Dynamite. I mean, he rattled off wins here. Yeah. Pack Omega, Darby Allen, Michael Nakazawa, Joey Janela, uh, Trent, uh, Lance Archer, back to New Japan. Uh, Juice Robinson, Sammy Guevara. Uh, yeah, he so he hasn't really lost much. I get that in terms of kayfabe, definitely. But I'm, I, you know, if we're talking one, my, who, my criteria yeah. is being good. You know, <laughs> yeah. If we're talking like who just had a killer, a killer 365 days. Now, if it was from January 1st of 2019 to, to December 31st of January of, of 2019, like I would, I would Adam Cole for sure. Um, I'm trying to see like the second half of, tw- or I'm sorry, the, the first half of, of 2020, um, the first half of 2020, if you look at Adam Cole's pro fight DB, it's not as impressive. And I agree with you. If we're looking at merely just performance, Adam Cole is probably like number one performer for me. But if you look at the first half of 2020, um, uh, yeah, I mean Adam Cole's isn't nearly as impressive as Mox's. Oh yeah, because yeah, yeah. If 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 win loss record mm-hmm. is the primary metric, and then you got the success against the high level of competition, so I understand why Mox. Yeah, 
yeah. in terms of the use of PWI's criteria. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I'm not uh, complain a bunch so, yeah. about it, but you know, we made it pretty clear who we thought the best wrestler in 2019 was, and that was largely the second half of 2019. And that was Adam Cole. And I'm and I'm sticking with that. Same. Um. Anyways, uh, speaking of the best wrestler in the world, CM Punk once claimed to be that, and he's talking dream matches. Uh, yeah. He did a Twitter Q and A. Is that right, Larson? Yeah. Well, he's doing some deadlifts in his basement. That's I remember reading the tweet yesterday, late Very yesterday, cool. when he uh, said, "I got some uh, time to rest between sets. Time for a Q and A." And of course, fans asked him about uh, possible opponents in AEW and NXT. So when he was asked who he'd like to face in all elite wrestling, Phil responded, quote, I think interesting people to work with would be Omega and the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Makes total sense. Yep. When it comes to NXT, Punk mentioned one name, Fergal. Oh, wow. So he wants to work with Finn Balor. Wow. That's cool. Um Probably not going to happen, right? <laughs> oh, highly doubtful unless someone throws a ton of money his way. Yeah, it seems like those days are up. Man, I wonder if he regrets that. If he should have been like, man, while WWE was just doling out fat edge money, I should have got in on that. He probably wants like 10 times edge money, though. That's what he said. Like the, the, the you know, like negotiations that to start. I think he said $20 million. Yeah. Still, what they probably would have given him is a lot of money. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, we got a SmackDown tonight. Uh, we're going to be doing our recap live at twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson and on that Twitch channel tomorrow sometime in the afternoon. I'll be bleaching half my head Ooh. from the part like this area over here of some sort. So, uh, yeah, Again, check I'm that out. This. You're going to do what you're going to do. You only need to do a streak, man. Look, man, the, the spirit of the thing was you would look, here's the thing. If I would have won, which I only lost by a point, uh, you would have looked like a royal asshole. So I'm fine, you know, reciprocating looking like a royal. Although, like, when I'm on camera, you can't even see what it's going to be, but still. Anyways, uh, tonight, Roman Reigns. This will be interesting to see how they approach Roman Reigns uh, with the sort of a contract signing thing where we get to see a bit of his personality maybe. Well, I think I think the more interesting aspect is how is the Fiend Bray Wyatt going to work into this contract signing? That's so outside of how he normally comports himself. It's going to be he, weird. This has got to be he's got to be in his Firefly Funhouse persona. I would suspect that's the only way it would work. If he comes oh, out yeah. with the Fiend outfit and the entrance for this, it's going to be like all right, who's here that just came from Party City with their with their Halloween costume <laughs> coming to do some legal documents? Yeah. It's going to seem so weird. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So they're gonna have their title, their uh, uh, contract signing, and then uh, Big E is to join Miz TV after the explosive Talking Smack standoff with the Miz. This is pretty interesting stuff they had on Talking Smack. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Some might say controversial. Uh, Miz uh, really giving it to Big E about, hey, you need to be serious, and Big E insisting, no, I, you know, I don't want to just do the same thing everybody else has done. I want to craft my own path and do it the way I know how to do it. So uh, I'm glad that they're uh, they're taking Talking Smack, something that worked really well there. They're going to put it on TV, and we'll see how that goes. Hopefully it'll be you know good and not a dud. Like you've said in the past, especially when Miz gets together with Morrison, uh, oh, it's, hit or it's, miss. it's hit or miss completely. There's no gray area there. It's not just like, oh, this is kind of funny. It's either, man, this is really good or this or really is cringy. Is like embarrassing wrestling television. Yeah. So this will be good, man. Hopefully they take it. They, hopefully they take this serious. 
I mean, this kind of I like this idea, though. I like I like the idea of he doesn't have to be serious or he can craft his own way. Mm -hmm. But if people call him out on that, it's going to bring out some intensity because that's what we saw in Talking Smack. Yes. It's a great way to approach it. Hopefully they kill this segment. Uh, There's chances they won't, though. Anyways. Well, uh, I think I think I think uh, Big E will. Undoubtedly. I was talking about creative. Oh, okay. I mean, ter- be a standout in terms of his performance, but creatively, yeah, that's uh, that's something else entirely. <laughs> Sometimes it's not up to him. Anyways, thanks everybody for watching. We appreciate it. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Be a part of the best pro wrestling podcast today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Enjoy tons of bonus videos, including patron-only live shows, gameplay, and vintage 10 for the wins, access to podcast question threads, the friendo care package, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.